You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 142. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Well, hello there. Welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield. And as always, I'm thrilled that you've tuned in. Now, if you're listening in somewhat real time, then Happy New Year. This is the very first episode of 2017, and I am absolutely excited to ring in the new year with you. There are so many opportunities that lie ahead. Now, if you're listening to this a few months later or maybe a year later, this episode will still be completely relevant. So definitely keep listening. Now, to start off the episode, we're going to be talking about bold moves. And there's this quote that I absolutely love from Norman Vincent Peale. And this is what he says. If you put off everything till you're sure of it, you'll never get anything done. Uh, Isn't this so true? There will never be an absolutely certain time to do anything important in your life, especially when it comes to your business. Now, if you're not taking risks, if you're not making bold moves in your business, then you're not allowing your business to grow and reach new heights. So today, I wanted to start the year off with saying, make a bold move in your business to shake things up for the new year. Take a chance, take a risk. Now, I believe that you have to get uncomfortable in order to make big shifts in any area of your life. Now, I can't take full credit for that because I learned that when I work with Tony Robbins. He was always talking about getting uncomfortable in order to grow. And I definitely subscribe by this way of thinking. Now, when I'm talking about uncomfortable, I mean that you might do something that's scary or really awkward. I feel awkward all the time when I'm doing things in business that are new. So maybe you can relate or just extreme uncertainty. The thing is you might just feel like you're going crazy. Like, what am I doing? This is crazy. This is such a leap of faith, but you have to get into those moments. I believe in order to grow and in order to move in the right direction. So with this episode, I am encouraging you to make a bold move in spite of fear, in spite of awkwardness, in spite of any extreme uncertainty that you might be feeling. Now, I also want you to get extremely strategic. So I'm not just going to say, do something risky and then leave you with that because you know, everything I do is very calculated. So we're going to talk about that today. Now, specifically in today's episode, I have seven ways for you to make a bold move in your business. Most of these I've done myself along the way. I don't want you to do them all at once. So just for the record, I'm hoping you just choose one of these today, but I've done most of these along the way. And I know for a fact they can boost your business and they can be an absolute game changer. Now, before I dive into all seven of them, I want to tell you about this episode's special freebie. You know that with most of my mini trainings I do on my podcast, I have a freebie. And what I don't want my freebies to be are just notes from the episode. I think it's important that if I'm going to offer a freebie that you give your name and email for in exchange for whatever I've created, I want it to enhance what you've learned here. 
And so I thought about this one for a while. And what I've decided to do is I've decided to share with you my personal list of the 10 books that I'm going to dive into in 2017. So I haven't read these books, but they've all been recommended to me by my mentors or people that have done amazing things in their businesses and people that I trust. Now, why am I going to share with you my personal list of the books that I'm going to be reading in 2017? Well, here's what I believe. Remember at the beginning, I said that you've got to get uncomfortable to make bold moves. One of the ways I get momentum in my business and I allow myself to get uncomfortable is by first immersing myself into books that will open my mind and shift my way of thinking. Because here's my little secret for this. It's easier to get uncomfortable, to take risks, to make bold moves when you feel inspired. And the way to get inspired is to dive into some really good books. Now, this list might surprise you. They are not all just business books. They're not all about funnels and marketing and list building and all that. There are some of those for sure. But some of them are oldies but goodies that people have recommended to me for years, and I just never sat down to read them, and I know they're going to make an impact. And others are new not necessarily marketing books, but I know that they're going to fuel my mind in a way to allow me to take risks and take that leap even when I'm scared or feeling awkward or uncertain. So this list is very curated to help you make bold moves. And it's my personal list, so let's be honest, it's to help me make some bold moves as well. So if you're curious about what's on my reading list, or if you want to dive into some of the books I will be reading, since I'm sure I'm going to be referencing them along the way in this podcast, then grab the freebie today. All you need to do is go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 142 download, or you can text the phrase 142 download to the number 33444, and you can get it right away. Now, when this episode goes live, I'm going to post about it on social media. So if you see it on Facebook or Instagram and you get my list of books and you think, oh, Amy, you're missing one. You're missing a really good one that you got to dive into. I want you to post about it in the comments. So once you grab my list of books and you see that I'm missing one that you think is going to inspire me and fuel my mind for me to make bold moves and others too as well then post about it in the comments below. I'm definitely going to be looking for more suggestions because let's be honest, we probably read more than 10 books in a year, right? So I can definitely add to the list. So again, go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 142 download to grab my top 10 reading list for 2017. Okay, so now we are going to dive in to those seven bold moves. And remember, my goal for you is to just choose one, to shake up your business, to approach things a little bit differently, to breathe new life into what you've been doing and to get more inspired. So at the end of this episode, I hope that you've chosen one to run with. Let's do this. Bold move number one, launch a podcast. Of course I had to start here, right? I know I'm completely biased, but let's talk about this. If you're listening now and you already have a podcast, then I think you're shaking your head thinking, yep, this is a bold move for sure. And if you've been thinking about doing a podcast for a while and you just haven't taken the leap, then maybe I could nudge you a little bit closer. So first, let me start out with some statistics. 21% of Americans age 12 and up have listened to a podcast in the last month. This is up from 17% in 2015. So it's already climbing. 
podcast listening grew 23% between 2015 and 2016. 64% of podcasts are being listened to on a smartphone or tablet. You can't beat the convenience for your audience. Now, another thing I want to bring up is that a while ago, not too long ago, actually, I interviewed Michael Stelzner from Social Media Examiner. And one thing he said is that he feels like podcasts are still the wild frontier compared to everything else. They're still the one platform that isn't so guarded by specifically algorithms. And I love that because it's totally true. I would never have ever gotten in front of most of you listening now if I didn't have a podcast on iTunes. I really do believe it is a huge part of my success over the last few years. So to me, the numbers don't lie. Podcasts are only getting bigger and better, and it's definitely something that you're not too late to the party. You can definitely start today and see some amazing traction. Now, specifically, why do I podcast? Well, definitely it helps me build trust. I get into your homes or I go on your walks with you or I'm in the subway or in the car or whatever almost every single week. And we've built this bond together. It's really funny. And I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this before, but when you meet somebody in real life after listening to their podcast, it's the oddest, weirdest feeling. So when I listened to Michael Hyatt's podcast over and over and over again, and then I got to meet him and I was in a room with him, we went out to dinner and I almost just wanted to close my eyes because that's how I felt most comfortable with him in my earbuds. So the voice is a big thing. So when I am in real life with other people, they'll say, it's so weird seeing you because I'm just so used to hearing you. And I love that. I love having that instant connection before they even meet me. And you don't have to have a great voice to do podcasting. You just have to have really great content. So don't let the voice thing slow you down. I've had questions about that a lot. It's really about the amazing content. So one, it helps me build trust. Two, it establishes me as an expert. I am now known for not just Facebook. Before, when I came on the scene, it was all about Facebook. And I really wanted to branch out beyond that And I think my podcast put me on the map because before my podcast, I was known as a Facebook expert. And then I came out with online marketing made easy. And in the beginning, I talked about Facebook a lot. Now I hardly do. I only talk about Facebook groups and Facebook ads. Those are the two things that I think are most important on Facebook. So I've now gotten into more list building and course creation and webinars, which are what my brand is all about. The podcast gave me that platform to do so. Also, I can offer value in the form of freebies that help me grow my email list. So in so many of my episodes, we take extra time to create really valuable freebies because I don't want your name and email if you're not really excited about being a part of my community. So I create these freebies for a lot of my episodes so that I can add value to you. And of course, I build my community. So it's become a huge list builder for me. And then, of course, I can promote different marketing efforts I'm doing. If I'm launching, if I'm promoting somebody else, it's a great platform to do so. So the marketer in me really loves that. And then I also get to connect with other people through interviews. I don't do a lot of interviews, but the interviews that I have done, some of those people are fast friends. 
I've interviewed Marie Forleo multiple times. She's going to be on the show in February again, and we are definitely close friends. And I think her being on my show so much has helped that. Jasmine Starr and I have been fast friends ever since she's been on my show. I can name so many others. I'm not going to get into a list because then it kind of gets weird. But a lot of the people who I've interviewed, I'm now still in touch with. And the interview was the first time that I really got to connect with them publicly. So pretty cool. All right. And finally, and this is the one that I really want you to listen to. A podcast has given me peace of mind. And this one is about my upbringing, I think. And I was raised by a dad who taught me that if you're not working hard, then you don't deserve the success you get. Now, I'm sure he didn't mean to teach it that way, but that's what I heard. So I've always felt like I have to work really hard in order to bring success in my life. And then I really deserve it if I give and add value and I really do my part. So I don't know. This is just how I was raised. And so what a podcast does in in that respect is that I give every single week and I try to make each of my podcasts a mini training, which I don't suggest for everybody, but that's what I do. So we really spend some quality time on these episodes and the freebies are always really, really good. And I believe that when I'm ready to sell something, one of my programs, I have confidence in that because I know that I'm not just asking and not giving. And I think a podcast, when you show up every single week, you feel like you're really giving before you ask for anything in return. And I know many of you want to feel that way. It's important to you. And so a podcast allows you to do so. So that's why I think a bold move is adding a podcast to your business. Now, how could you take action right away to do so? Well, first you wanna decide who's your audience. Who do you want to talk to every single week? And for me, I think I've refined that over the years. So I didn't have it all figured out when this podcast went live, but now I really primarily talk to those that are building an online business, specifically one where they want to sell online courses and do webinars. Now that's not everybody, but I'm going to guess it's a majority based on the feedback I've gotten. So find your audience. Also pick a topic. So what problem are you trying to solve for your audience? And what direction do you want to go in your business? I was talking to a guy the other day who he said, I'm known for this one thing, but I really want to be known for something bigger. And I said, oh, I can relate to something like that because I just told you about moving on from just Facebook. And I really do believe that if you position your podcast right and you do a good job, you can definitely broaden your scope there. And then next, you want to pick a format. And what I mean by that is you don't have to have this all figured out, but these are things I want you to start thinking about. What kind of show do you want? So for me, over the few years, it's evolved into these mini trainings I do and also some interviews. I don't do a lot of interviews because I feel like my audience enjoys the mini trainings even more. They're juicier, kind of meatier, I guess, but I do some interviews. So I pretty much know the format of my show, but for you, what is it going to be? Some people just have all interviews, which is totally fine, or you can do a mix like I do. Or you can mix it up and do a Q&A kind of show. What I really suggest is you listen to a lot of podcasts and you find the flow that you really like because you've got to be comfortable with it. You're the one showing up every single week and delivering on the content. Now, the final thing I'll say in terms of how to get started is I think that you should dive into a course. 
I think that with podcasting, with the equipment and how technology changes so quickly and the little nuances that really put you on the map starting on day one, I say follow an expert. So what I did is I joined Cliff Ravenscraft's program and it's called Podcasting A to Z. And I loved it. And specifically, more than anything, I learned about the technology and how to get on iTunes and other platforms and all that good stuff. So I really liked the technology. He gets into so much detail and he actually puts together packages you can buy in terms of equipment. And that's exactly what I did. And I've been using the same equipment since the day I started. So love the program. But another great program that I've talked about here on the show is Podcaster's Paradise, John Lee Dumas, another great program. So you can't go wrong with either of them. I say check them both out and see which one really speaks to you. So I've linked to both of the programs in my show notes so you can get to the right page right away. amyporterfield.com forward slash 142. Okay. So I will say that later on in this year, I'm going to do a podcast where we're talking about specifically what to do to get started, because I've talked about podcasting a few times on the show, but I think we should talk about step one, step two, step three. I like to break it down into mini trainings like that. So you probably will be seeing that sooner than later on the show. Okay. So let's move into bold move. Number two, number two is to start a Facebook group. Now I've talked about this a bunch over the last six months. And if you follow my podcast pretty religiously, then you know I had Jill and Josh Statton on the show and we got into all the details about their experience with starting a Facebook group and building a community. And you can go back and I'll I'll link to that in my show notes. But the reason I wanted to bring it up here specifically is this is definitely a bold move and really perfect in terms of timing. And here's why. When it comes to Facebook, I don't believe that the action is on your Facebook page anymore. I believe that your Facebook page is really valuable for doing Facebook Lives. And you've got to have a Facebook page in order to do Facebook Lives to your business audience. So it's crucial for sure. And you have to have a Facebook page in order to run Facebook ads. So of course I have a Facebook page and I do Facebook Lives. But when we're talking about building a really tight-knit community, and one where you are the leader, the go-to person, you are starting the conversation and you are building your email list, you are getting people into your programs and you have a really dedicated audience, then we're talking about Facebook groups. Whether it be closed or private, you can figure that one out, two different options there. But I really do believe this is where it's at. Now, here's where it gets a little bit challenging for me, and some of you might be able to relate to this. I already have four Facebook groups, and they are all connected to my programs. So people paid to be in my program and as a bonus got access into my private Facebook groups. And when I launch my B-School promo as an affiliate, I always have a private Facebook group where I'm in there every single day as well. So I feel like I am definitely maxed out on my Facebook groups because I do Facebook lives in two of them every single week. I have a community manager that manages two others. But if I were to create a private Facebook group based on a community, like I'm talking here, building a community, I feel like it's almost not fair. I should spend more time with my paid customers. 
So I'm at a little bit of a crossroads right now trying to figure out how can I make this all work? Because I think that Facebook groups are where it's at. So if you don't have my challenge, definitely think of this one. So here's what I want you to think about. When you create a Facebook group, you want to create it around a specific topic or a movement, or you want a central theme. So whatever it is you do in your business, I bet you could choose a central theme. Here's what some people are doing. I know this guy that has a program all about how to sell on Amazon. And he also has a podcast that talks about selling on Amazon, but beyond that as well. And he has a Facebook group. And every time they release a new episode on his podcast, he can jump in the group and talk about it and get the conversation started. I absolutely love that because you know that Facebook groups, when you are the leader and when you have an engaged community are a great place to then offer some opportunities for opt-ins to grow your email list. So that's why I'm probably really, really excited about the idea of you creating this community on Facebook because of the list building opportunity, the engagement, the trust factor, and also it's a great way to find your audience and then turn them into loyal customers. Now, the only other thing I'll say about this is there has been some talk about with Facebook ads, they're testing that you could actually target fans of people's Facebook groups. Now, I don't necessarily love this, and we're trying to still figure out what Facebook's going to do. I'm not seeing this option yet, but I'm hearing a buzz around it. So what we're seeing is maybe down the road, when people are running ads, they can target the members of my Facebook group. Now, they can't get their ad into my Facebook group, but they can target those people who have become members of my Facebook group. I don't actually love that, but at this point, it's not going to stop me from building a community on Facebook in this way, because I'm telling you, it's way more powerful than your Facebook page because there's too much competition, too much in the newsfeed, and you're not really going to stand out as you would if you built a community inside of a group. So if you've been thinking about doing a Facebook group for a while and you're saying, okay, this is going to be my bold move, here's some things you can do to get started right away. Number one, Choose the who, what, and why for the group and stick with it. What do you want to provide for the group? What's the value here? And who are you going to attract? Also, you got to think about, do you want a closed group or a private group? So I'm not going to get into all the details, but with a private group, they have to request to join. With a closed group, they don't have to go through that request step. So it's a little bit easier but you might want to control who gets in there. So it's up to you. So you got to study those both and just figure out which one's best for you. And then also, once you decide, okay, I'm going to have this group, I want you to sit down and write a description of expectations and the ground rules for the group. So get really clear on how you want this group to interact and what are some of the rules. I think it's important to not skip over that step. Also, you need to decide how you're going to interact with the group. So how will you stir up discussion? Are you going to have themes for each day? Are you going to ask questions? Are you going to post content? Are you going to use it in conjunction with your podcast? Which I think is a great idea because every week then you have new content to post. You can even, I had this great idea. I'm not going to do it. So I'm just going to share it with you guys. But if I ever did start a Facebook group around my podcast, I was thinking it would be cool if every week, once the podcast airs, 
I did a video kind of taking them behind the scenes, giving them a little bit more than I gave in the podcast and maybe a little bit more about why I created this episode or what happened after the episode based on what I taught, or I don't know, just a little bit behind the scenes. You've got to give something a little extra that they can't get anywhere else. So that's what you want to start thinking about with your Facebook group. And then lastly, decide on roles. So you probably shouldn't just make it you if you're planning on growing this group pretty quickly. So I think a community manager is always a good idea. And a lot of times when you have a small business and you're just starting out, then your VA starts out as your community manager. I've definitely done that. Travinia, my assistant who's been with me for years now, she has been in many Facebook groups where she's helped me with the community. We didn't give her the official title community manager, but she definitely acted as if. So you can use people on your team. You don't have to go hire it out right away. So those are some things to think about if you want to make a bold move and start a Facebook group. Okay, let's move on to bold move number three. Bold move number three is to join a mastermind. Now I've said it before and I'll say it again. You need a mentor to help you make the most of your business. I've talked about so many of my mentors in this podcast, and my business wouldn't be the same without them today. So I've talked about Marie Forleo and Todd Herman and Tony Robbins and Mike Stelzner. These are all people that when I got my start, they were a really big part of that. Mari Smith was also a really big part of that. When I was first starting out, I took a course with her all about Facebook, like how to become a Facebook expert. And it was fantastic. These are people that got me started in the very beginning. Now, I didn't do one-on-one coaching with all of them, but I definitely was in their proximity more often than not, and I got to learn from them directly. And this shaped my business. Now, my first in-person mastermind was with Marie Forleo. It was called Rich, Happy, and Hot. And I still am not comfortable with that name. And I especially wasn't comfortable with that name when I was brand new in my business. When I paid for that mastermind, I think it was $17,000 in the beginning. I had to pay monthly because I didn't have $17,000. When I paid for that, I was still at Robbins. I was still in a corporate nine to five job. I knew I was transitioning out pretty soon, but still that was a bold move for me for sure. One of the best moves I've ever made in my business. And here's what was important about my mastermind. I learned a lot, definitely, but I think even more so than that, I was surrounded by about 15, 20 entrepreneurial women, many of them doing bigger things than me. I remember one distinctly, Laura Roeder, and she was a few years ahead of me in her business. And I hung on every word that girl said. I probably still do. I really look up to Laura. She's now gone on to really change her business model. And she has Meet Edgar, which is the social media scheduling tool. And she was getting started in her business a few years before mine. So she'd already gone through a lot of the struggles I went through. So just getting to be around her and she would take a hot seat and talk about her business and how we think about how it applied to mine. It was just so valuable. So surrounding yourself with like-minded people, especially people that are a little bit ahead of you, is a great idea. And a lot of times that's what you'll do in a mastermind. Now, I like masterminds where you meet in person. So with Marie, she doesn't offer it anymore, but I did it for two years and four times a year we would meet. Mexico, New York, Arizona, I can't remember the fourth one, 
but we would meet up and we would take hot seats and we'd have to prepare to make sure we got the most out of it. And then we would do weekly calls on Skype. So that's basically how it went down and incredibly valuable. And now not only am I really good friends with Marie, as I mentioned earlier, but I went through B-School, her program, one of the biggest, best programs I've ever been through in all of my business. And now I promote it. I'm a huge promoter. I do a whole huge bonus package with it because I believe in it so much. That whole thing, my affiliation with B-School and getting to be a part of it. I mean, I have a module inside of B-School all about Facebook ads this year. None of that would have happened if I wasn't in this mastermind. So getting out there, getting in front of people, meeting them in real life, game changer for sure. Now, I know some masterminds can be incredibly expensive. You've got to decide what you can afford. And again, I really didn't have the money, but when I was in it, I figured out every month how I was going to make enough money to keep affording it and keep going every month. So you figure it out one way or the other. Okay. So I'm not going to get into any more about masterminds because I did an entire episode with Jamie Tardy. And I'm going to link to that episode in the show notes. It was all about how to find a mastermind or how to start one on your own. So all you need to do is go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 142, and you can get all the details about that special episode. All right, moving on to bold move number four, declare a niche or niche. Okay, let's say niche, although I feel really weird saying that word, but let's just use niche. So declare a niche. Now, This might be the year that you drill down and you really find your sweet spot. And I know, I know many of you are struggling with this one. So that's why I wanted to include it on this list. I truly believe that if you start with a narrow focus and build a following, you can then appeal to a broader audience and start to expand your offerings. It's weird how that works. Niche or niche down a little bit and grow your profits a whole lot more. I would never have believed it if I didn't try it myself. So let me tell you a quick story. When I was launching the Profit Lab, although it did really, really well, I was still struggling with finding my audience. And here's how I knew I was struggling. People would come into the program and someone would say one of two things. One, Amy, I sell t-shirts, physical product. I sell t-shirts And I'm not sure how to apply what you're teaching when I'm selling a physical product. And then they'd get into something specific I taught, and then they'd have a question about it. Or, Amy, I have a physical location, a mom and pop shop. We're a restaurant. And I'm not really sure how to apply what you're teaching here to my restaurant. And what would happen when I would get those questions is my heart would be a little bit faster. And I'd get uncomfortable, kind of squeamish inside. And the reason that I was having a physical reaction to these questions is they were not my ideal customer. I had attracted them because I didn't say who the product was specifically for. And I really do believe a lot of strategies I taught in Profit Lab would apply to them, but I wasn't an expert. And so I felt always a little bit uncomfortable helping them. So when I got a business partner, I've talked about Devin Duncan as my business partner. When we became partners a few years ago, we did the last launch of Profit Lab together. And I said to Devin, how do you feel if I literally say during this launch, this Profit Lab program is for anybody who is building an online business and they want to sell their knowledge online via courses, services, coaching, 
but specifically people that are selling their knowledge and skill online, like info marketing. I said, how do you feel about me saying that? And thank God he was like totally fine with it. And I thought I could really screw us up right now because I wanted to make more money on that launch. We had big plans for it, but I thought this is it. I'm going to screw it up this time. But I had listened to so many mentors say, Amy, get more specific. And I listened to my own body, like my physical reaction and knew I was not doing myself or my customers. I was attracting a good service there. Like that was not the right way to go. So what I did is I declared it. And not only did we have our biggest launch ever for Profit Lab the year that we did this, but also I felt really confident. Like I knew I could help everybody that I had attracted. So that was a game changer for me. And I would have never believed it if I didn't experience it. So if you trust me, believe me on this one, if you get more specific, you will have a better experience marketing to your audience and the people you attract will be so much more supported. And you're doing a great service to those that you are not attracting. Remember in the episode I did with Jasmine Starr, and she said, either attract or repel your audience. That is the way to go. That's what I'm talking about here. I wanted to attract the right audience and anybody making t-shirts, I did not want to attract them. I wanted to repel them because I felt like there's other marketers that could serve them better. Now it repels a strong word, but you get what I'm saying. So if this one's speaking to you, how can you take action? Number one, do a content audit. How can you take the content you already have and take a deeper, more niche-driven dive into what you do? Or is there a certain segment of your audience that you absolutely love to serve? You know that there's low-hanging fruit there, meaning you know that you have something they want and you want to drill down there. Now, the last thing I'll say here is, is this magical thing. Even though I say I help those that are creating online courses or selling their services or coaching or consulting online, I still attract people that might be a little bit out of the margins and I'm still able to help them, but they are very aware where my focus is. So they don't feel like, ah, wait a second. Something doesn't seem to be matching up. They already know what I've promised and they work around it and they make it work for them. And that's what will happen to you too. You'd be amazed the people you attract, even when you say I'm putting a stake in the ground, this is who it is. And so let that be. That's always a good thing if they feel supported as well. So declaring your niche is one bold move for sure. Okay, moving on to number five. Do video every single day. Huge disclaimer. I'm not doing this one. This is not my bold move. However, I'm very intimately tied to it. So let's talk about it. If we could go back to the very beginning of 2016, even the end of 2015, you will hear me talking about, I need to do more video. I'm making an effort. I'm going to do it. This is my year of video. And it has been. I am on Insta stories more often than not, even when I cringe and see myself on there. I do Facebook lives every single week in my private Facebook groups, and I do them on my Facebook page. And I'm starting to incorporate some video into my webinars and into my online courses. Now, do I love it? No, I still do not love it, but am I way more comfortable and very open to it? 100%. I did Facebook video ads for the first time this year. They were incredibly valuable, really, really high conversions on these ads. And this is something that I've never wanted to do. Let me give you a little hint though. It's nice that I have a business partner 
a VA and a project manager all saying, Amy, you need to do more video. Travinia has been saying it for a year. Chloe, my project manager, the sweet little girl she is, she'll say, so we would really love to see you do some more video on ads. And she's really sweet about it. And you cannot say no to Chloe when she's that sweet. And then Devin, he just hints at it. And I like to make my partner happy. So I did it. I did it a lot this year. Now, I'm getting off on a tangent because it's not about me. The reason I'm bringing this one up is I do believe that in 2017, it's still going to be all about video, even more so. I mean, just the other day, Instagram story has an option where you can go live. Now, if you listen to this a year from now, you'll be laughing like that's such old news, but it's brand new news at the time of this recording. It's only getting bigger and better, I think. So one bold move might be for you to do video every single week. That might be huge for you because you're not doing it. And by all means, that's a bold move. But for some of you, it might mean that you're going to do video every single day. That means you're on Facebook Live, you're doing Insta Stories, you're on Snapchat, Periscope, whatever it might be, and anything that might come along the way in this coming year. But it's a big one. And so I thought, well, what could be a bold move here? Doing video every single day. Now, I did an episode just, what is it, two weeks ago with Nicole Walters, episode 140. So you can find it at amyporterfield.com forward slash 140. And we talked a lot about video. It was a fun episode, and I think it will inspire you. And we talked about a strategy you can apply to video. Because remember, I'm not just saying get on video and show your breakfast and what you're blending up in your smoothie and stuff like that. I'm saying teach, teach your content. Offer freebies, build your email list. You know, that's the way I roll when it comes to anything I do in marketing. I want to be strategic. I have to tell you guys, I did a challenge. I'm literally in it right now where I said, I'm going to do seven days of Instagram story because I actually, by accident, took off a whole week. I just didn't feel inspired. And then the days started piling up and I thought, oh my gosh, I haven't done anything for a week. And that's not the way I want to do it. So I said, okay, seven days in a row, we're doing video, like direct to camera. So I have to show my face. And I have been doing more of the fun ones, which I do not like, because I just feel like, do you guys really care? And so I was sharing, I went to the movies on date night the other night. I was sharing what movie I saw. I was sharing something about Gus. And I try not to talk too much about Gus, but I'm obsessed with my dog and stuff like that. But I thought, you know what? We're just going to experiment. We're just going to go for a whole week of this. So I'm doing it anyway. And I think getting into that repetition is huge. So take this one as you will. Do video every day is the boldest move in this category. Do video every week. If you're not doing it, it's still a bold move. Or give yourself a challenge, 30 days video every day and see what happens and see then what's going to make the most sense to you. But video as a bold move in general, 100%. There's so many different things you can do here and I want you to embrace it. So that's my plea for video because I know what it's done for my business and I know it can do the same for yours. Make a huge impact is what I'm talking about specifically. Okay. And in that episode with Nicole, we talk about how to prepare, how to get started, what to say in the beginning, all that good stuff. So if you didn't listen to episode 140, definitely go do so. All right. Moving on to bold move number six, surprise your audience. Okay. So I've got a quick story for you. I have a girlfriend who has a course about breaking through the mucky muck of finding love. So figuring out what's holding you back from finding your happily ever after. 
And she does this thing. She teaches this content in there called DSD, do something different. And she uses it in terms of if you're finding love and what you're doing isn't working, do something different. But I'm going to use it here in terms of your business. If you felt stuck along the way, sometime during the last year, you're thinking something's just not gelling right. And either I've lost my mojo or I'm speaking to the wrong audience or my content's not landing right. Something is not working or I just feel stuck. Then you got to do something different. Now, when it comes to your business, I want to give you an example of exactly what I'm talking about. Pat Flynn does this thing that's kind of amazing where he publishes his monthly income reports. He's the first person I ever saw do it from Since then, I see a lot of people do it, but Pat to me was the first guy that said, this is every penny I've spent in my business this month. This is every penny I've made in my business this month. And then I don't even know where the guy finds the time to do this. He writes a really long blog post detailing what happened that month, not that year. These are months. So you guys have seen it probably. Many of you have. He shows pictures. He talks about his travels, what went right, what didn't work. I mean, they're amazing. That put him on the map. He is known for those monthly income reports and not just known for the reports, but what does that say about him? He's not hiding a thing. He's taking you back into the kitchen and showing you the pots and the pans and everything that's going on. I mean, the guy is full transparency and I really love him for that. And then when you meet him in person, you realize, oh my gosh, this is the guy he is. This is not just a show on his blog. Like this is who he is. And so I want you to think of a bold move that will put you on the map and make people think, holy cow, that is awesome. Now, I don't know what it is. I don't think it's an income report. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, I bet you've had some ideas like, wouldn't it be cool if I did X, Y, Z? Now, I don't think you should just go out and do it, test it a little bit, ask some people about it, get some feedback. But I bet some of you have been thinking about doing something that, whoa, that would be pretty cool and pretty crazy. But what if it really worked? You got to take risks. You got to experiment and get uncomfortable in your business. And it may not work. You may crash and fail, but you always can get back up. We know that, right? So don't be scared to make those big mistakes because they could turn out to be as fantastic as Pat Flynn's idea. I bet when he told people he was going to do that, he didn't ask me. We didn't even know each other when he did it. But if he asked me, I'd be like, you crazy? That's weird. Don't do that. I don't think I'm really good with big ideas all the time. But good thing he didn't ask me, right? Because it's amazing. So be careful who you ask. You got to know in your heart if you think it's the right way to go. But I always like to get feedback from people I trust. And then I go with my gut. Whatever works for you, do it. But I want to encourage you. So how do you get started with surprising your audience and doing something different? Well, you got to just ask yourself, what can you do different in your business in terms of how you communicate with your audience? So that's really what we're talking about, how you communicate with your audience. Can you change up how you deliver your content? Can you be more raw, more authentic? In what way can you be? I mean, video probably is the fastest way to get there. Facebook Live would probably be your first step, but then how can you do Facebook Lives a little bit different? How can you stand out? And in a really noisy world, this is a good question. And so, I don't know, maybe this is your bold move, but I definitely wanted to bring it up. All right, we're moving into the final stretch. This is one of my longest episodes, but I think that these bold moves, hopefully, 
hopefully you're getting excited and you've probably found yours by now, or you're waiting on this final one. Now, I don't know if you're going to love this final one, but this one's a biggie and it's important. And I'm going to really encourage you to listen up. Like if you're multitasking, come back to me in this moment, because this one could kind of change your life. And let me tell you a quick story before I get into it. Well, first of all, let me tell you what it is. Number seven is re-examine your business model. I know kind of big, right? But let me break it down for you. I have a really good friend who is in an industry where she's been doing really good. Like over the last year, she's made amazing strides. She's partnered with somebody. And so together they've created some awesome stuff. And then the partnership dissolved and it was very unexpected for her. So she just wasn't in the right mindset. Like she didn't see it coming. And so I got on the phone with her about a month after it happened. And I was devastated for her because I knew she was really hurting inside. Like, you know, sometimes in business, it's not all business. Like sometimes it really hurts. And she, she was devastated by it. And so I said, well, what are you going to do? And she said, well, I've always wanted to do X, Y, Z. I'm being cryptid because it's her own personal story, but you'll still get the point. So she said, I always wanted to do X, Y, Z. And I just was always afraid to do it. And in this partnership, I really didn't get the chance to do that. I didn't have the bandwidth. It wasn't the right setting or the right audience, but it's always been in the back of my mind. And I told her, I said, oh, yes, it has. Like you've talked to me about it months and months ago. Like it definitely is something that you've got to experiment with. You at least got to test it out. And so she said, I I think I will. And so it involved doing a live event. So she said, so I think I'm going to do this live event. I'm going to let just a few people sign up for it. It's going to be just a few days. And in my mind, I'm thinking, great, that's something great to work on in the new year. Because this was about two months ago. So it was somewhere in probably November we were talking about it. So in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, this is great moving forward. And she said, so I'm going to make it happen in 30 days. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I was scared for her because it was a bold move to totally change everything she was doing and try something new. But she said, I got to do it now or I'll never know. And if I stretch it out and say, okay, I'm going to do it in the new year, I probably won't do it till quarter two. And now I've wasted all this time. And by the time she talked to me, it had been a good month of her feeling sad, having some probably mopey days in bed talking to a lot of people, probably some tears. So she had gotten through that initial shock of, whoa, this totally rocked me. And now I'm going to try something new. And we all know that if we don't try it, nothing ever happens. And after she did it already, and I got to talk to her afterwards and she said, holy cow. I thought she was going to say, holy cow, I loved it. It was a huge success. And she didn't actually say that. She said, oh my gosh, so many learnings. And right there, I was thinking, ding, 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 what an amazing experience she just set up for herself. Because all the learnings that she just got when she said, I'm doing it in 30 days, I'm sure she didn't do it exactly the way she wanted to do it. I bet she's been envisioning this live event she wanted to do for months, and it wasn't exactly how she thought it was going to be. And I'm sure she did it on a really tight budget. But now she had all these learnings to take with her into her next phase. So whether she still wants to do them, maybe she doesn't, I don't know all the details yet, but she said she learned enough to know, okay, now I have enough to make my next decision. And that's sometimes what we need in our business. We need to experiment with something to decide, okay, so is this the way I want to go? And it's okay to say, no, 
Like if she called me tomorrow and said, I don't ever want to do an event again for the rest of my life, I'd say, amen. Now, you know, now, you know, that's awesome. So I just want to congratulate her and she knows who she is for doing it. And what's so ironic is her partner, her ex-partner encouraged her to do it, which I love that. So, I mean, talk about just a great relationship. This ex-partner said, you need to do it. And I thought that was awesome. And I thought the ex-partner was crazy. But again, you guys probably shouldn't be asking me for creative ideas because I'm obviously a little bit stunted in my recommendations because I would have totally told her, yeah, just wait till the new year. I also have a big heart. So I'm always trying to be sensitive to people's feelings around like what's going on with them. So I thought she needed a little bit more time, but she didn't. She just needed to go for it. And I love that. So I tell you all of this because you might be in a place that your business model is broken or coming apart or did not work out as you had planned. And now it's time to re-examine your business model. And that is a bold move. So let me give you some suggestions if that's where you're at. I want you to first keep your eye on the prize. And I want you to think, how am I going to make money? What is working right now and what needs to shift? So I think that's a great question to ask yourself. And a lot of people that I've worked with, they forget that they've got to make money in the process. Most people don't have a spouse that's supporting them so they can do whatever and make big mistakes. If you do, take advantage of it. That's awesome. Most of us don't have that. And so you do have to keep your eye on the fact that, look, I've got to make money, but also what's working right now and what do I really, really want to do? That is a great question you've got to ask. Now, perhaps your bold move to shake things up might be that you're going to add webinars to your business, or this year you're going to do one live event because you really have this great idea for a live event. You want to do an in-person workshop and you're doing it this year. Mark your calendar, put it there. That's your bold move. Or it might be a coaching program, an in-person coaching program, an online coaching program. Maybe it's something that's a little bit out of what you've been doing, a little bit out of that range but it's something you wanted to try. And this is the time to decide. And that's why I wanted to encourage you to re-examine your business model. Now, a lot of you are in a place that you're doing one-on-one work, one-on-one service-based businesses. And your bold move moving into the new year is you're going to eventually transition and let go of all of your one-on-one clients and move into selling online courses. I say that because I know a lot of you are in that spot right now. A lot of you are inside my course, Courses That Convert or Webinars That Convert, and that's where you're going. That's a bold move. So here's where I'm going to leave you, and that is that I don't want you making a bunch of bold moves in the new year. That is not my plan for you. I do not want you to take three or four of these, jot them down and saying you're going to do them. Be very kind to yourself in the sense of choosing one. And that's all you focus on. And here's what I promise you. If you do that bold move and you get it done, and let's say it's quarter two of the new year, then add another bold move if you want. You just have to promise me that there's only one. And I believe adding webinars to your business is a bold move. And that's all you need is your bold move for the year. Or that you're doing video once a year. Or something bigger like you're starting a podcast. Whatever it is, just choose one. That way you don't fully overwhelm yourself. But I wanted to end with re-examining your business model because I know some of you will find that incredibly valuable and timely as you listen.
So there you have it. What do you think? Which of these seven bold moves is right for your business? Or maybe you have an idea for a bold move that I haven't mentioned here, but you've been thinking about it for a while. Maybe it's time to dig in and get it done. Now, I want you to think about how you can implement just one of these bold moves right away. I don't want you to think about this for a month or over the next week. Today, I want you to give it some really solid thought. And quite honestly, I bet one of these bounced out to you right away. Like you knew, that's the one. I've been thinking about podcasting for two years now. That's the one I need to do. I bet you know which one is right for you. And if you do, here's how I want to help you get started. I'm going to ask you a question, and this is going to get you instant momentum. Here it is. What is the first small action you can take today to set your bold move into motion? Think about it for the next few minutes and then go do it. Today, you're going to take one action. It can be really small, but it will set things in motion for you to move forward with your bold move. I can't wait for you to get started. And before I go, to keep yourself moving forward throughout 2017, or whenever you're listening to this, I think it's motivation in general, I'm sharing with you my personal reading list, the 10 books that I am going to be reading in the next few months. Now, I've chosen these books to inspire me and give me some new ideas for my own content creation, and I'd love for you to dive into them with me. It's kind of like a book club because I'm sure I'm going to be talking about them here and there throughout the next few months of my episodes. Now, remember my little secret. I mentioned this in the very beginning of this mini training. It's important that you allow yourself to get uncomfortable while taking on a bold move because I believe that's what it's going to take for you to get that traction you're looking for. And it's easier to get uncomfortable when you feel inspired. And these 10 books were curated to get us both completely inspired to move forward. Remember, the two go hand in hand. Feeling uncomfortable, getting inspired just moves you forward. So grab my personal 2017 reading list, and together we can start diving in. Just go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 142 download, or you can text the phrase 142 download to the number 33. 444, and you can grab it right away. So here's to the best year we've ever had. Let's do this. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com. 